Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Andrew Graham from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Devin. Well, let's start with uh, CUPE because we'll find out today the results of their ratification vote. The union representing about 55,000 Ontario education workers will announce today the results of a ratification vote on a tentative deal it struck with the province last month. The Canadian Union of Public Employees is expected to unveil the vote results during a news conference scheduled for 10 o'clock this morning. Now, the result could send the union back to the bargaining table with the Ontario government in what has been a tense labour dispute. Education workers walked off for the job for two days last month after the government passed and then were later repealed legislation that imposed a contract on them, banned them from striking, and used the notwithstanding clause to allow the override of certain charter rights. The two sides later returned to the table and brokered a tentative deal on November 20th that the union says comes with a $1 per hour raise each year, or about 3.59% annually for the average worker. But Laura Walton, the president of QP's Ontario School Board's Youth Council of Unions, has expressed reservations about the deal because it does not include new staffing level guarantees. The Prime Minister and the Premier will both be in the region today. Yes, not too far from London. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is scheduled to make an announcement this afternoon in Ingersoll about electric vehicle manufacturing. Trudeau will be joined by Premier Doug Ford and the province's economic development minister, Vic Fideli, for the announcement at 12.15 p.m. Trudeau's itinerary says the announcement will mark a milestone in manufacturing electric vehicles. The town is home to the General Motors Cami production plant, which the automaker announced in April would be retooled by the end of the year into what it called the country's first full-scale commercial electric vehicle production facility. The provincial and federal governments each invested $259 million toward that project, and GM's plan is to make its Ottawa-Oshawa plant EV-ready. Canada intends to bar the sale of new internal combustion engines and passenger vehicles by 2035. Well, this next story isn't happening happening in London or really close to us. However, the story about the Red Cross being called in to help a hospital in Ottawa is concerning. Certainly very concerning. Staff from the Canadian Red Cross are expected to arrive this week to support one of Ontario's largest pediatric hospitals stretched by what it calls the unprecedented surge in admissions related to viral infections. The Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario in Ottawa says the small contingent of Red Cross personnel will support clinical teams, allowing some of the hospital's redeployed staff to go back to their regular roles. The hospital has recently redeployed staff and canceled surgeries to help backstop its overburdened critical care unit and emergency department. SHEO opened a second intensive care unit in November to treat what it called an unprecedented number of critically ill babies and children. The hospital's chief nursing executive says the three-pronged combination of the seasonal flu, RSV, and COVID-19 has forced CHEO to take drastic measures. Rallies were held across the province yesterday against Bill 23, and there are more in the works. 
That's right, a continuation of rallies after the bill already had passed in Queen's Park. Protesters gathered at 10 communities across Ontario on Sunday, urging restored protection for the Greenbelt in face of Ontario's new Bill 23. From Hamilton and Mississauga to Kitchener and Guelph, demonstrators rallied against the bill meant to assist in the building of nearly 1.5 million homes on the Greenbelt by 2031. It allows the government to remove about 7,400 acres in 15 different areas from the Greenbelt, which has been protected from development by legislation since 2005. The federal government has warned provinces it would not provide disaster compensation where development is greenlit in areas prone to flooding, while the premier has said the province has no plans to allow homes to be built on floodplains. Green Party leader Mike Schreiner has filed a complaint with the province's integrity commissioner asking whether Ford's plan to open parts of the protected Greenbelt lands for development broke any ethics rules. Media reports have suggested that some prominent developers who are progressive conservative donors stand to benefit from the move. Environmental Defense says protesters will gather again in London, Ottawa, Muskoka and Milton this week to rally against Bill 23 and urge the protection of the green belt and the girl guides have entered the home stretch to pick a new name for the brownies program that's right girl guides of canada is asking its members to vote on two new name options for its brownies program comets or embers last month the national organization told members it would be changing the name of the program for girls aged seven and eight because the name has caused harm to racialized girl guides Girl Guide says that some black Canadians, indigenous residents, and people of color have chosen to skip this program or delay joining the organization because of the name. Adding a change can ensure more girls feel like they belong in the program. Now, members were invited to vote for one of the two new name contenders in an email sent last week. Girl Guide says members can vote until December 13th, and the new name will be announced in late January. We'll see where that goes. I like uh, comets myself, but I'm not a a Girl Guide. Uh, Let's check out what happened on this day in uh, history. In 1484, Pope Innocent VIII issued his witch bull, ordering an inquisition to systemically discover, torture, and execute witches throughout Europe. It led to the ease with which uh, witchcraft was uh, charged and punished, even in the American colonies two centuries later. In 1837, William Lyon Mackenzie, a journalist and politician, led a rebel force down Young Street from Montgomery's uh, Tavern, hoping to capture Toronto. The force was repelled by loyalist guards who easily defeated the rebels two days later. Mackenzie fled to the United States for 10 years but returned to Canada. After receiving a government pardon, he resumed his journalistic and political careers. In 1893, the first electric car appeared. It was built by Dixon's Toronto, could travel 25 kilometers before getting its batteries recharged. In 1933, Prohibition ended in the United States. In 1945, five U.S. Avenger torpedo bombers disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle, one of the first documented paranormal events associated with the 
4 million square kilometer ocean area, roughly defined by Bermuda, Puerto Rico, and the southern tip of Florida. Believers say a large number of ships and planes have disappeared in the area under highly unusual circumstances. Skeptics say no more ships or planes have been lost there than any other heavily traveled area of the ocean. In 1954, Canada announced the recall of its remaining troops from Korea. In 1991, gun control legislation, which was approved in the House of Commons on November the 7th, was given royal assent on the eve of the second anniversary of the Montreal Massacre. In 2003, Canadian Alliance members voted 96% in favor of joining forces with the Progressive Conservatives for a new party called the Conservative Party of Canada. In 2008, O.J. Simpson was sentenced to 33 years in prison with eligibility for parole after nine years for kidnapping and robbing two sports memorabilia dealers at gunpoint in a Las Vegas hotel room in September of 2007. He was granted parole in in 2017. On this day in 2013, former South African President Nelson Mandela died at the age of 95. And on this day in 2019, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she was authorizing the drafting of articles of impeachment against U.S. President Donald Trump. Happy birthday to a couple of celebrities today. Margaret Cho turns 54. Jessica Paré is 42. And Frankie Munoz is 37.